Texas Podcast Massacre contains spoilers and adult language. For more horror, visit us at our website at texaspodcastmassacre.com. Welcome to another episode of Texas Podcast Massacre, coming to you from Houston, Texas. I'm your host, Mitch, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Lisa. Down to Castle Rock. And Nate. As everyone knows, I like my bed and breakfast very authentic. And if you don't well, like that, you're you probably... Use the right axe, man. Yeah, definitely need to check the details of that axe, yeah. though, you know. If you like it super authentic. I, mean, I would have walked away. The history buffs and they can't get the right mm. axe. Come on. Details, my man. Yeah. So welcome to yeah, a bonus know. episode of Texas Podcast Massacre, where each week we are running down the episodes of Castle Rock available on Hulu. Uh, this week we are talking about episode eight, Past Perfect. Um, you know, I want to get to y'all's overall opinions. I, I will say... You know, we've talked about how great there's three episodes left. So they're really going to have to start driving to a, uh, you know, driving to some answers, trying to start tying some loose ends together. Uh, This episode said, fuck you. We're not doing that. We're going to throw a bunch of new shit in there. Uh, See, I know less about this show now than before I started this episode. So, (laughs) Nate, I I guess I want to ask. So what were your thoughts about this one? Yeah, so... The episode didn't really progress any of the major story points in almost any way, but it probably was the most action-packed of all the episodes. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Yeah, and I'm I'm like asking it like a question <laughs> because I'm still not sure what it means. But I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. It felt a little. It was like a burst of energy, whereas the previous episode, what the Queen was spectacular. Uh, it was a spectacular character study that was super woven together, and then this was just like a bunch of people you didn't care about killing people. So it, it was a little jarring narrative wise. Yeah, well, I would say. Okay. And I, the reason, sorry, I got distracted on my phone because I was looking up what past perfect means in, in terms of tense. In the English language. And apparently it's to define something that happened in the past, but is finished now. And, and now you've like, it's hard to explain something that has happened and it's done. So I don't know. Hmm. We, we had some weird, not time jumpy stuff in this episode, but kind of callbacks. And one thing right at the end that kind of made me go, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say this episode, in my mind, it kind of followed a little bit more what American Horror Story typically kind of does. You know, they have some of these episodes where they're almost standalone-ish, right? Like, you could almost watch this a little bit out of context um, because it just focuses on on this brand new thing. It does wrap together, but it's almost like it focuses on... You know, we were the, the the big threat in this episode was the the uh, history teacher, a professor, and his wife who just bought right. the, bought the uh, uh, bought the um the sheriff or not the sheriff the Castle Rock B and B yeah Castle Rock B and B 
uh, and decided they're going to turn it into a murder attraction. I I was telling Mitch, I don't know, halfway through the episode when they discovered the pictures of the kid that the props department must have had a blast with that. Oh, yeah. All the mannequins. Well, not the mannequins, the paintings. Just oh doing God. like painting after painting of Skarsgård. Yeah. So, okay. So let's, let's get, let's talk about the, the couple. Cause I want to get into these, these paintings. Um, you know, Nate, let me ask you, he has at least 40 mannequins more or less. Is that, yeah. Is, is should he, does he need more for his murder attraction? Plaster face. Well, <laughs> Stephen, Steve, Stephen King, as we all know, one of his favorite horror movies is tourist <laughs> crap. Uh, Can I get some written documentation on that one? <laughs> it is this. You look it up. Look it up. But uh, they could not answer any other questions. But if it's linked to tourist trap in any way, <laughs> I mean that's just that's a that's just an aside. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I don't know. There were we did see that couple. I, I don't even know the professor and the professor's wife. Uh, I don't know. The professor and Marianne. Like Gilligan's yeah. Island yeah. description. Yeah, exactly. But it, it was, I didn't really care about them in any way. So like she cheats on him instead of sitting in his nice cushy tenure, he tries to beat a thesis candidate with his own thesis. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That, was that was pretty, pretty great. <laughs> like that's pretty good. Like, yeah, like your own words are coming back to haunt you like physically, but then they move. That's what they're looking for the house in the previous episode. They move in. They do all this stuff. It's like. You can't have more than one guest. Like you have one guest that you murder them. That seemed like it was doomed. Well, from the but beginning. they he murdered them because they were having an affair. OK. Isn't isn't like wasn't there some sort of like package deal like what's that what was that one website that everyone cheated? Uh, you're talking about uh, Ashley Madison? Madison. Yeah, so that I'm assuming that <laughs> Ben Breakfast was like a huge. It was like a, a huge ad run from like just the United States Bed and Breakfast Association or something. I mean, come on, that doesn't seem that far fetched. That you yeah, but it hit, it like struck a, motel, a nerve with basically. him. That's the problem. His wife cheated on him. These people are cheating. So that's why he killed yeah, them. I, I think, I think, I think if he had gotten like a nice, like normal married couple, I don't think he would have, I don't think he would have snapped. I just, my, I think to Nate, I think to, I think you're right. I think to Nate's point, uh, maybe he should have done better customer, uh, customer base analysis or something. He should have understood his market. Like who are the people that are going to these bed they and were breakfasts? just happy and, uh, that they had someone. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it, it. It'd be like, oh, like I'm running, I'm running this motel, but I don't want like any like people coming here for affairs. Which I'm like, sorry, I know kind of, that you don't care point. that these people know, but if you're cheating and someone's like, oh, how long have y'all been married? Get your story straight. I don't. They were just blatantly obvious about well, it. it. It shouldn't matter. This guy was a psycho murderer. From the get beforehand. I'm sorry. No, no, like he wasn't. Was, uh, he even told his wife, I don't know what happened. I'm not a murderer. Well, so, okay. So let me ask you this. That's, let me ask you this. Cause I, well, I don't, that's false. I, sure. Certainly he's had a break. Right. But remember he doesn't really actually 
I mean, what, what, what kind of precipitates this is the fact that they go into the basement that had previously been locked. So that was one thing we learned, what's in the basement. It is a bajillion paintings of Skarsgård, seemingly one every year. So I guess 27 total, although it felt like more. felt like a lot more than 27. Yeah. Um, that was much more creepy than the mannequins. I mean, come on. So, so the last episode, Bill Skarsgård got some, like, voice lines for like for once right and, and he was like trying to dance with sissy paycheck and you're like oh god he's getting creepy then they're like oh, let's pull it back a little bit and just have 27 of them looking at you from yeah in that wall. in that in that art style god, of god. everywhere you stand in the room he's staring at you <laughs> exactly i was like man they're hitting they they're hitting just different ways to make him creepy that but i wouldn't I, even think of i mean in that they are but i guess my question is then so you know we sure. talked in other episodes you know, Skarsgård having this sort of, uh, you know, amp- amplification effect. I think they even kind of brought it up in this episode a little bit as well. Um, but even his painting, you know, it, the paintings were hung up as part of the bed and breakfast before he murders that couple. Does just even the likeness of him, that painting, do that? Do you think that I had anything so. to do with Is it? Is it when you look upon his face? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you think that he was going to do this regardless at scars guards just that the, that was just kind of a nice yeah cool little thing to put in the thing uh band breakfast but well i think just ever since the affair thing he was like he was just like on a downward yeah. spiral and the downward spiral for this guy includes setting up elaborate murder scenes well, with mannequins so i mean yeah not helping the situation well, and, and that was sort of my that was sort of my theory at the beginning when we talked about the cop right is that it's not these things are inside them he i think scars guards character sort of brings out like brings out the worst of it you know really pushes, well, pushes that's him over what the henry ledge, says right? right at some point in the episode henry says it's like it, this is following him because he's not doing it directly but he's like bringing something out in these people yeah. Yeah, because I think um, yeah. So we'll come back. We'll come back to the couple. But you know what we find out in this episode that's in line with this is you know, they talk about the asylum and how he got out. And you're getting snippets throughout the episode, and it comes to find out that you know several of the inmates are are really the ones that set their beds on fire, and that's what caused the fire. Yeah. So even still, it wasn't Skarsgård getting out. His yeah. mere presence is. Yeah, he is like he's the creepy. He is the godfather of creepiness. Like his hands are on the puppet strings, making other people do things while he sits there. Being but creepy. we still haven't really pinpoint how he does it because they did a flashback to the warden and you see the warden touch his face. And I think that's the first time he actually touched his skin. And then that day he died. And you're thinking because the, because the guard fist bumped him. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's some sort of physical contact. But then but what about the history professor because i think i think he's unrelated to did the warden just rub his his face against the i canvas? mean maybe <laughs> i don't know just just his skin oil somewhere on maybe yeah it's it's like the shroud of turin <laughs> of, like, of like making you kill people but i don't think henry's touched I him what, i don't think jackie's touched him i don't think um oh my gosh what's the shinin girl uh jackie no. Like Molly, she's the best. Molly, part. Molly. Oh, no, the actual shinning girl. Sorry, yeah, sorry. The one who I has the shinning, yeah, 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 not the shinning's niece. <laughs> so, yeah, let, let's pivot to that storyline. So, Molly uses the shinning to rescue Henry out of the sound. Now, chamber did she kill those trailers? 
Because the guy who made himself know. deaf is presumably dead with like a screwdriver in his eye. So either the other guy realized he, he didn't dead. want to yeah, be deaf or Molly killed him. I don't know. Think about it this way. If you're dead, you're the most deaf you could possibly be. <laughs> So, maybe, so he was being maybe even he more was perfect. Really trying to one up himself to be yeah, more perfect. More perfect. Oh, because past perfect. Because he said deaf is perfect. And this way he's past perfect in the episode. You, think wow. he, you, you would think he Ooh, wouldn't just go with like connection. a screwdriver into the eye, but you know, I guess whatever works for you. Seems like there's easier right. ways to go. I, yeah, I didn't know about that part. Um, Molly's still like, so we hooking yeah. up? You're right. <laughs> That's basically like her whole thing. She's like, "This is this is gonna happen, right?" Like now we didn't point. see we didn't see his translator though, right? We only saw him. So his translator's still presumably yeah. alive. Yeah, yeah, out in the wild. That's somewhere. what I'm saying. Maybe, Maybe it was the translator deaf. that did know. it because he realized he didn't want to be deaf. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say I was a little disappointed in this in that it just it just ended. We didn't really get, I mean, they gave us some, some weird image flash flashes and some trippiness, but it ended pretty quickly. I think um, Henry in his head still hasn't put together what he saw. I think he's still processing it. And that's why we haven't gotten a resolution on it. I see. It just seemed like he got, he just got conveniently rescued really quick. She just showed up. It's like, Oh, Hey, I knew you were here and you're out now. It just, it seemed kind of, yeah. oh no, I feel like they could have, I mean, it, they had a connection. A so I let it go, but it's weird. I guess you would think that if he's in like a, a chamber where he's deprived of senses that she would. I don't know if he's in a chamber where I mean, all he has is his thoughts and that's what she's connected surely he to. Doesn't have a G, she doesn't have a GPS on him because otherwise she should have found him when he was a kid. Right. Because he was still missing for several days before they found him. If he if he had like, you know, a chip that she's reading off of. Well, we still don't know what happened out there when he was yeah. a kid. So. Yeah. That's to come. Yeah. Her, what yeah. did y'all think of? Um, yeah, it's not, let me just ask you a question. Murder and intrigue happening everywhere. And you put your son on the bus by himself to go home. <laughs> hey, man, anytime you get your kid out of Castle Rock, seems like it doesn't matter which way it is. Get this kid and at least out he, of here. It seems like I'm sticking his butt strategy. on a plane. There's not a, I don't think that Castle Rock has an airport. You don't think so? No. They, <laughs> Yeah, and if there was, like, all the planes would crash. Like, every single flight ends <laughs> They in barely crash. have a Greyhound. Does this- I mean- <laughs> so what did y'all think about discovering that he had the, what are we calling it? The, the, the sound, the voice of God in his ear. Well, the, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I want to call it. <laughs> I already forgot what they called it. Like the tinnitus. Yeah. Yeah. Know. So is it genetic? Like God then? inside his ear, would you say? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Micro yeah. horror budget film getting ripped off in Castle Rock. That's that's almost Damn. a compliment. That's, nice. Uh, that's high praise. Uh, <laughs> so do, so yeah. do we think it's genetic then? Well, I don't know because, I mean, it's not like his real dad had it. Uh, hair, yeah, Henry's. that begs the question: How did Henry get it in the first place? I don't know. I don't unless, know. unless the pastor—he was a pastor, right? Unless he never had it, but Henry had it, 
And maybe that's the part of the reason he adopted him. I don't know. I've been trying to find some reason there. You're, just, you're going around like, hey, do you hear some strange sounds? And some kids said, yes. You're like, I want that one. Like, Well, but on. it's possible that the orphanage could have told the pastor, you know, this kid. Well, if it, if, it was a, and- if it was a church run, uh, you know, orphanage as well, he might have. Yeah, you know, been around as be, being you know the the pastor or whatever. So I don't know. Um, yeah, that's not a bad. I mean, it's not a bad. I have thought. a feeling it's going to come back to he specifically adopted Henry for that reason, but that's just me. I I wouldn't be surprised if that if that is all the. I mean, who who knows? Yeah. Again, we've got no real news insight into that. Um, but what we I know what we did find out when we talked about the 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 the. For bet for a lack of a better term, the God inside his ear. There, uh, you know, he he mentions this, or he doesn't mention it to um, Skarsgård when he's talking to him. But Skarsgård recognizes that he's like, oh, you you you're starting to hear finally. Yeah, so, but then and then he tells Molly, he's like, I don't think he's ready just yet. So what is he? What is what is this? What do you think's going on with that? I think that uh, Bill Skarsgård is like. The worst, he's like the, uh, like the Mr. Magoo of trying to help people. I think he's trying to help and then he just makes everything terrible at all times. Well, apparently he rescued Henry from a basement 27 years ago and then got himself locked up and he's like, I didn't deserve this. Yeah, but it seems like he's trying to help, but he's like awful at it. Maybe, Maybe like the schisma is the villain and he's like the only person who can really hear it and then it makes him creepy and he's trying to help and the schisma is following him or something I keep like forgetting that. it's called the schisma. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. What'd you guys think about the initial murder scene? I guess we kind of skipped over that. Like it's a pretty brutal scene. You're, that, wait, you're talking, uh, are you going back to the B and B? Yeah. I'm going back to the B and B just cause like, this is a pretty stark murder. And then the the wife was just like, yeah, it's cool. I'll help you clean this up. I honestly liked the struggle scene with Henry and Jackie better. And just axe to the head. Yeah, well, I mean, this is, I guess this is the episode where Jackie Torrance finally gets to stretch her legs a little bit. We were saying, yeah, in well, the stretch, last her, stretch, stretch her arms anyway. Stretch her arms a little bit. We were saying <laughs> <laughs> that she needed a bigger, a bigger role. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, she, I mean the, the murder. Yeah, we talked about the murder a little bit. I mean, it, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty sudden. I, I assume that she's. A, I think the wife is sort of first scared, and then I think that she, I think she's still guilty about cheating on him, and so that's why she kind of leans into this whole. Yeah, I'll help you saw the bodies in half. Because well, because then she tells him she goes, "This never happened." Just like my cheating never happened. Yeah, yeah like that's that, like those are even. Those let's are move on. This is not the best marriage. Like if that, like no, like sometimes you do something wrong. You're like, all right, later on, I'll have to make up for that in some way. This seems like a bridge too far. Like covering the up multi, multiple yeah. murders that hides bodies together gets murdered together. Yeah, basically. Oh, they did. They got murdered. Her, her, her back shank. Of Henry, so Henry comes in to investigate, breaks into the, he gets a a B and E and the B and B, and basically, <laughs> then he's like, oh, I guess I'll leave because you guys are real creepy, which 
I mean, that was pretty obvious. You, you don't need to have the schisma to figure that part out. And then he gets back shanked in a nice jump scare. What'd you guys think about that? I knew it was coming. I mean, it, you know, it would have been, I think it would have been, I don't know. Maybe it would have been a little more shocking if we didn't know the wife was still around at the time. Cause they, they let it linger Ooh, for a yeah. bit where they were like, you didn't know what happened to the wife. And then she's like helping, you know, cut up the bodies. They should have saved it. That would have been better. I'd have been a better like Frank. Oh no, she's in on it too. You know? <laughs> the thing is, it doesn't matter. These characters we don't care about. They're new. We're at the end of the season. Like I, well, they're do, they're dead. They're dead now anyway. Well, so. ex- that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was like you like re that you had they had been in the briefly in a previous episode. But they're you, the yeah. catalyst for him realizing that Skarsgård doesn't age. Yeah, but it like didn't. Okay, so then what do you do with that? Like the the we already know that. Like we already yeah, know that. Yeah, but Henry didn't yeah, know but that. Yeah, Henry didn't know that. They didn't. Yeah, but what you could do is you could just have him break into the house like for a scene that's like 4 minutes and then have the same thing with all the pictures. Like yeah, he but breaks why? into the old why? house because he gets be... a clue without the B&B part. I mean, it would have taken like 3 4 minutes maximum. This was like 3 quarters of the episode. Well, but I think I think him dating the picture. I mean, if it just walked into a whole thing of pictures with Skarsgård, you know, I, who knows how quickly the uh, warden could paint, right? But at least the dates give it some context. Like, he hasn't changed at all. Because up until this point, again, I think we as viewers, you know, we're obviously like, just blindly accepting, oh, yeah, she's psychic. Oh, yeah, this guy's evil incarnate. Oh, yeah, you know, so it's... I think when someone said... When the warden says... He hasn't changed his look. It's, he hasn't looked as different in 27 years. We just accept it as viewers. But the characters don't. Um, so, I mean, I thought, I thought it made sense. I, it didn't. Yeah, but you, you know. don't need to construct an entire episode, which is like the like very end of the season, to create a whole all new characters and a whole new storyline to tell one, the main character, like a small part of the episode, like one thing we already know. Like, it seemed like a total... A total waste. I, 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 like I said, I think that the other point of it is that even even just the likeness of him in that house is enough to influence events. I mean, I don't. I, I think we already know he can influence the events. <laughs> but when he's there, think, not not just his picture though. That's I my point. I don't think we really needed that. Like, what what is that little caveat giving us with two episodes left? It's not. <laughs> they're not going to like go nuanced into that where they had to finish the season. You know what I mean? Maybe earlier on that had been great. I, I, I liked the way they did it. I don't think that it was out of place and I don't think that it was overdone. I think it had a good flow. Well, so let's talk about this ending. Um, you know, Molly and <laughs> Molly and Skarsgård uh, catch up at Molly's old house. Yeah. Um, and Skarsgård kind of points out, oh, he, she used to stay here. Kind of, kind of does the same, you know, Jedi mind trick sort of thing that she did to other people to prove that she has psychic powers. He uses the same thing where he says things about her past so that she, you know, he knows that she's there. They're talking, and he he reveals that uh, he's from the fort or from the woods where she died. Yeah, that was awesome. Which. Yeah, so I guess I guess the question I have for y'all then is, you know, so what what do you take from that? Are we dealing with her ghost? Is Skarsgård living in multiple realities, and so he sees all timelines as sort of non-linear? 
Well, in, in, a, in a very same way that, uh, uh, you know, uh, Sissy Spacek kind of is, right? She's looping through, she's jumping around. The scars guard live in a similar sort of manner. Yeah, but well, didn't the the deaf guy say that the schisma was like multiple realities trying to reconcile each other? He might have. I he said I a lot. He, he said a lot that. of things. So <laughs> I don't know. And she herself, right before she downed all her pills and tried to go find Henry, seemed to have a flash of herself dead in the woods. Yeah. And so. I don't know what's going on there. Some some funky's going on. My my assumption was this is like the witch, like all the bad shits happening in the woods, right? Like they take him to the woods to kidnap him to do the schisma, or that's because that's where the schisma is. It's in the woods. That's why the dad would always take him out to the woods, right, to look for it. My assumption is all the bad shit starts from there. Now, yeah, I don't know if Bill Skarsgård is trying to be the good guy connected to that, which would be a hilarious twist that I would love. Uh, but my assumption is that maybe in the past that she died and he brought her back or I don't know, or she dies like the next episode. It's, it's either one of the two, right? But it would be confusing because when she sees the image of herself dead, she doesn't look young. She looks like she looks now. It doesn't look like it was 27 years ago or something. uh, Yeah. So I I would say, you know, my prediction for the next episode is that I think she's going to die in the next episode. Hmm. Um, I was one episode off. One episode off. I know, right? I think I think that his comment about her being dead. I think that is. I think he's jumping around timelines like uh, Sissy Paycheck is. Okay. Yeah, but Um, well, well, Sissy Paycheck is all in her head though. She's not really jumping timelines. She's just going back to her own memories. Whereas this dude's like, if he sees the future, holy shit. I well, that's what I, I know, but that's kind of what I'm saying here. Yeah, but Sissy Paycheck can like just go back in time and then then eventually like her own memories are like, yeah, it's my memories. You're an idiot. <laughs> Whereas this guy can see the future. I mean, that's like 100 million levels more. Well, we don't know if it's the future or an alternate timeline. We'll have to find yeah, out. If it's alternate One thing I will say pissed. for Skarsgård, though, the more that I watch Skarsgård, the more that he reminds me of Mr. Burns as the alien. <laughs> In the one Simpsons episode, I bring you peace and love. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the wide eyes for it, for sure. Yeah. So that I mean, works. He's got the skinniest face that's ever existed. Also, <laughs> definitely hitting yeah. that part of it. Well, yeah. Um. Oh, my God. Yeah. That skin is stretched taut against that. But that skull of his. Um. And then I guess one more thing to mention is that. So they're attacking Henry in their house. The The two people, I don't even care what their names are. Uh, professor and his wife, the movie star, I don't know, whatever. Uh, from, But basically the way that she kills, so she kills them, Jackie Torrance kills them with an ax, not unlike her favorite uncle uh, from The Shining in a very on-the-nose reference. What did you guys think of the on-the-nose Shining reference there? Did it work for you guys? Yeah. Yep. Now, I mean, some folks have been on the fence about her because they say, you know, she's just kind of like there for a reference. They haven't really given her much depth. So people are hoping they'll kind of like flush her out a little bit more or maybe even she'll be the catalyst for the second season. I don't know. But the thing is, uh, you have two episodes left. This all could have this all could have happened a long time before. Plus, her character wasn't even fleshed out, really. 
It's still not. I don't feel like there's yeah, still much the, depth there. She's just a reference, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I feel, they should have went more into her or something this episode. Something. Because, uh, yeah, because yeah, now she's going to ostensibly be a main character going forward. Maybe not. But if she is, then that's that was a total missed opportunity to kind of get into her at least a little bit of just like, I hate my parents and my uncle is a murderer, but I think that's cool. So I changed my name. Like, that's the most backstory we get for her entire life. You know what I think happened? I think in the writer's room, someone was like, oh, we could have a girl, Jackie Torrance. And then they're like, that sounds awesome. And then they never really figured out how to work. I think that's exactly right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So any new predictions for next week's episode? I, I might just go on and predict they're not going to solve anything. Like all the mysteries hang <laughs> until the last episode or Let, forever. Let's, let's introduce new, more new characters. Why not? Uh, <laughs> make the whole episode so, about them. Maybe there's like a, so they're going to, lo- they're going to lost us. Is that what you're, maybe, you're saying? Maybe there's a milkman. You can just the whole episodes like the milkman in town. Just like focus on him. Who knows? I don't know. My assumption is they're not going to really like start solving things like even now, like, it's too, they're too far. Like they can't, they can't loop all of the things that are hanging out there. There's no possible way now that all those get resolved. So, so, uh, you know, let me ask you a little bit more of a, let me ask you both a little bit more of a theory, a theory question, or I guess, um, or maybe a, a preference question is the best way to say it. How much of the answer do you want given to you? Right? Like at what at what point are you going to be satisfied? What do they have to explain to you for you to be satisfied? I want it spelled out. Damn it. You want it to be basically like, here is, here's what this is. Here's what this. Okay. Yes. What about you, Nate? I think the schisma could be every season is like in castle rock and the schisma could be the alternate realities. That makes total sense. And that would make it super easy to just keep making tons of Stephen King references across all seasons and all Time periods, you can go back in time, you can go forward in time, you can do anything. So that makes some sense, I guess. Uh, yeah, I want to know what Bill Skarsgård is. I want to know who killed the dad, what happened to Henry when he was gone for a long time. I guess you can kind of link those together. Um, what happened? What, what, what did the warden figure out? Like, there's so many things. Uh, I guess the main one I just want to know is like, Tell me if the schisma is the alternate realities. That's the main thing. I don't think they can answer all the questions anyway. So, no, I I don't think they're going they're going to answer everything. Do you think Do you um, think that we? All right, this is my question. Do you think we get more new characters in the in the last two episodes of the season? I say yes. I say they're going they're going to lean into it. More new characters. No, because they introduced these characters earlier in the season. They're just cycling back to them. Nate, you got to let it go, man. Yeah. yeah in the same wait, way that on, we wait, got Abrams. There was a brand new no, The same man. way we got Abrams last episode and we went on Dark World. You got to let this this uh, new character <laughs> thing go. You have been wrong so hard by both Gordon and Lilith in this episode. No, there was there was a, <laughs> there was a brand new cop who was like, uh, like against Henry. It's a brand new character. The female cop. I mean, she was in it for like two minutes. I guarantee you she'll be in the other episodes. Like they just introduced the new character. She's and she's gonna be there. I'm I absolutely well, guarantee. Sure, it. she's going to be in there a little bit, I'm sure, but I don't think they're gonna have a whole plot thread centered around her. No, I, I doubt that. What I'm saying is there's just like new people. Just they just keep like keep cycling them, like for no reason. Like we need to answer the questions about the main characters here. 
So hopefully they get to it. I don't know. We'll see. Nate wants a show of, of four characters and we introduce Nate wants like Requiem for a Dream. Here's four characters. We only care about these four. Nothing else. <laughs> it's it's better than being like, wait, what did they do again? It's been so long. It's been so long since they've been there. I really feel bad for Henry's character because Henry's character started from like, I'm a self-possessed dude, like trying to like make shit happen. Right. And like not taking yeah. anything from anybody. And now he is just reduced to like this reactive mess where like things keep happening to him. His mom goes off the rails at the end of the episode, kind of off screen. You don't see it. He then leaves. He's like captured. Bill Skarsgård is almost manipulating him to go into the woods. He see like he's lost like all of his agency. I'd really like to see him maybe bring that back. That would be, I would, that would help for me at least. Yeah. I mean, I think he's reverting back to effectively how he was as a child. Right. I mean, he's back at his, adolescent environment pretty much falling back into the same things that he was doing when he was there. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, you know, we'll see if he gets some of that back or if that's just part of yeah, him just being a castle rock that it just makes him regress into that state. The next episode should be how Henry got his groove back. That would also be positive <laughs> for me as well. Well, the next episode I believe is actually called, uh, uh, Henry Weaver or something. I think it's, it's, it's his name is the title of the next episode, I believe. Um, so I, I think we're going to figure that out. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's review. Uh, Nate, tell them where they can find us. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at TX pod Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us at text gmail.com. And we're on all your favorite podcast platforms. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you once again for tuning in and just keep telling yourself it's only a show. Good night. <laughs>